When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into 11 Personnel, presented by Monticello Bank. It is hot outside, it is hot inside, it's hot everywhere. And we're fired up here. Uh, final week, week zero, look it. And, and I, I'm, I'm using all the fire puns because I'm in uh, KS office right now. And um, I went downstairs to check the thermostat, and I think we found the right one, but the manager that, that she, she's been here two days, so... It said 88 degrees. We assumed that was the one that turned it down. So we're, we're going to see if it works, but might just be sweating through this episode. Nick, I think those bricks are sweating behind you. <laughs> That's not a good sign. No, no, uh, it's, it's not. A, a little, it, inside baseball, uh, something's wrong with the AC at the office. So yeah. uh, it's hotter than you-know-what at the worst time because it's hotter than you-know-what outside. So we've been dealing with that. Uh, here this week, uh, KSR Enterprises. Uh, not that anybody mm-hmm. probably really cares all that much, right. but uh, Nick, Nick's, Nick's fighting the good fight. So I hope you got a gallon, uh, one of those gym gallon jugs of water there with you, so you can get through I, this episode. I, I actually just have my uh, tumbler from Monticello Bank, keeping my drink nice and cold. Uh, Monticello Bank, it's where people matter. It's where you matter. Uh, that's why they've been in business for 128 years because they put people first at Monticello Bank. They'll go wherever you go with the NBC mobile app uh, or by visiting NBCBank.com. And they've also got 21 branches in 14 different markets. It's convenient. It's wherever you need to be. They've also got a nice location there in Linden, North Hurstbourne Lane. We've been there. The air conditioning works there just fine. Uh, for all your nice banking cool needs, there. Visit them at NBCBank.com, Monticello Bank, where people matter. Remember, FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, a proud sponsor of 11 Personnel, where today, lucky, we're unleashing some bold takes during week zero before we get into our official game prep next week. So, lucky, I'll let you take over the tee box. Uh, Line it up and, and swing away. Why don't you fire off your first one for us? Yeah, it's bold prediction season. Uh, week zero is here. We'll get real football on the two on Saturday. And we're just going to fire off some Skip Bayless-level takes uh, for the good people here on the KSR YouTube channel. My first one uh, goes right to QB1, the man everybody's waiting to see, Devin Leary. Nick, it, Kentucky has not seen a quarterback throw for over 3,000 yards since 2010. They have not seen a quarterback throw for over 3,000 yards and throw for over 30 touchdown passes since 2000. And seven. That was my first year in college, Nick Roush. I'm ah. about to have my second kid. So ah. not that that not that that matters. A lot of people have kids in college, but <laughs> mid, I'm in my mid 30s and I was in my teens last time it happened. So it's been a long time. I, I think didn't have my driver's license when that happened last. There you so, go. Yeah. There you go. So it's been a long time. 
long story short, no pun intended there. Uh, I just think there's a couple of things going this way. Like, obviously, I think the offense is just going to be more a little bit more pass-heavy um, by necessity due to personnel on the roster. No longer have that bell cow running back. No longer have that big road grading offensive line. Um, the strengths are different. I think Leary's a, a, obviously a strength of the offense. I think he's going to chuck the ball around the yard. Then I think when they get in the red zone, Nick, they're going to have to throw it more. Like I don't think they're just going to have easy scores just handing it to Chris Rodriguez and having him barrel over people. I think they're going to have to throw it down there, not only in the hazard red zone, but really in the low red zone too when they get inside the 10. So I think all those will come together, and I think Leary will be the first quarterback since Andre Woodson to hit hit those two checkpoints. The thing is, like it, it's a bold take, but I'm also at the point after this fall camp that it's the expectation. Um, the way he's playing, yeah. the the level that he is as a processing quarterback that can find all eligibles, the skill talent he has around him. Um, and even just, you know, if they hit on some of those explosive plays, like everything's there. And yeah. we even think he's got an offensive line. They haven't decided anything at right tackle, but everything there is on the table for Leary to hit these checkpoints that haven't been around uh, in the Stoops era. Some of it is personnel-based, but some of it's also scheme-based. I think now not only do you have a quarterback in place that can accomplish this, but you also got a competent coordinator that can put together a game plan that makes this happen. Yeah, and I think you look at the start to the schedule. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. But they've really got a chance to build some momentum. And specifically for Leary, Nick, he's facing three defenses that they should really pick apart throwing the football. Uh, You kind of dig into Vanderbilt. I think we'll talk about them here later when we get to our week zero picks. They lost a stud at cornerback, too. (laughs) If you dig into their kind of the camp buzz coming out of there, they feel really good about the offense, but the set, like the defense is a worry mainly because of the secondary. Like There's a lot of w- worry about Vanderbilt in the back end and in coverage. So Kentucky could go down. I mean, there's a path where Leary, you could look up week five, and numbers-wise, he's up there with everybody, in the, like up there with Caleb Williams and some other people just from a raw numbers standpoint. And that could create some real momentum for the program nationally and within that football building. Um, it would allow that team to play with a lot of confidence when the schedule gets tougher. So I just think there's there's a path for him to really maybe reach some college football stardom here. And we've seen a lot of buzz, I think, really starting with SEC media days, Nick. I mean, it's really ramped up and into fall camp, and he's one of the more popular, I think, players um, in the college football space where, you know, we talk about the 20 or 30 most talked about guys heading into the year. I would say Devin Leary is among that group. So there's just a chance here where he can really have a big season. It's kind of teed up for him. Now we just got to see him go do it. Nope, you're, you're exactly right. Um, go have at it, Mr. Leary. And after you watch us, you can watch him. He's hanging out with Andy Staples. At Andy Staples on three, that show's airing at 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday, and then it's on podcast the next day. Um, really enjoy those interviews. like it, uh, Especially when he had on uh, – Biff Poggi from Charlotte, yeah, that's my man which right like, there. yeah, dude, Biff, cut off T. Uh, Biff, he's got big Biff energy, but he's also like, he's like, uh, Biff is one of those who comes across as a Biff on the facade, but inside, like, dude was a hedge fund manager. You know, he's a real smart guy. Yeah. So I'm gonna be fascinated to, to follow along with Charlotte. But a lot of good stuff at Andy Staples on three, um, if you haven't checked it out yet. And there's a lot of good yeah, stuff just- that. 
Yeah. I was going to say, subscribe to the On3 YouTube channel because they, they'll have cut-ups of Andy's podcast. So you will get mm-hmm. you can even see just the interview and you get to see all the content. It'll, it'll hit your feed right there at the front if you're if you're subscribed to the On3 channel. I mean, they're pumping out like 8 to 10 videos yeah. a day. So they got all it's kinds of stuff on there. They got three, I think, shows go live during the week. So yeah, and I think JD pick pick our main pick goes live two or three times a week. I think so. Uh, yeah, definitely do that. Hit go over that on through YouTube channel and smash that subscribe button. You won't be disappointed. Um, you might be disappointed if you want Jimbo Fisher to fail because that's not happening this year. Look it, I'm riding the Aggies train all the way to the SEC championship game. And the problem with our bold takes is we just have bold takes all the time, so like it's hard to come up with new original ones. But here's the thing. Georgia's not going to three-peat, right? They're just not. It, it doesn't happen. Now, it might yeah. happen in the SEC championship game where they can, they can pull off another win over, you know, they can beat up on A&M. But I'm just – I'm all in on this young, talented core that uh, got on campus a year ago, was a little too raw, but is going to be really disruptive, particularly <laughs> in the trenches on the defensive line. Uh, and I just, I'm all in a Petrino, man. I, I'll drink that Kool-Aid a little bit because uh, mostly I just want to see him get another job, go elsewhere. But um, of the big picture takes, I'm just, I'm buying the Texas A&M stonks this year. Um, so uh, I don't know where to catch those in at, but I'll, I'll happily buy those stonks. Yeah. Ikro Halal, Nick, in the chat says, Roush is sweating Vaseline. Dude, Jimbo it's... could be sweating Vaseline if they take a couple L's early. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. What the Year one Petrino, it, it'll work. Like, that's kind of my opinion. Like, it's going to work. They're probably going to be pretty damn good. They've got a roster that can compete with any, who's who if they figure it out on offense. I think year one it's going to work, and their schedule, I think, really sets up nicely for them. They can build some momentum early. Um, got to, we're going to see how good Connor Wegman is. If he plays to his five-star ranking, then they could – really be cooking with mm. gas. Devon, uh, A-Chain and Ruben Owens, like, that could be Well, fun. A-Chain's out. A-Chain's out. Who's the, who's the guy? No, Aeneas Smith, Aeneas Smith. Excuse yeah, Aeneas Smith, yeah. And yeah, he, but they got Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart, Flash, as a true freshman last year, receiver Big Body X, was a five-star prospect. Everybody wanted him. He's prime for a breakout season. Uh, Moose Muhammad's son is on the team. Yeah, He's Moose prime Muhammad, for a breakout yeah. receiving. At receiver, uh, on goes the list. And I think the important part about A&M is they, they got the defensive line talent. Like, you go through that roster, they might have the deepest, best defensive line in the SEC. And that that's built to last all throughout the season. That that should give you a high floor as a team. And so if you got that kind of level of defense and then you figure it out on offense, I think there's a lot to like about the Aggies. And, I mean, if it happens, so the the Jimbo takes or should oh. be interesting. Both I, I both just, by the media and by him in the media, just talking I, about I, how good he is. Exactly. I want I want Swaggy Jimbo. We haven't had Jimbo really in his element since he piped back at Saban. But that recruiting class that he paid for, that I mean, or not he paid for personally, but that got paid for. Yeah. So we start paying dividends. Uh, look it, I'm ready for this Jim Harbaugh take. Lay it on me thick. Yeah, I think this will be Jim Harbaugh's final season at Michigan. He will be an NFL head coach in 2024. I think the writing's really on the wall here. 
I think two seasons in a row he has tried to get out of there. I think he was pretty ticked off when they kind of restructured his contract, gave him a cut and pay after the COVID season. Mm -hmm. This year will be the third year in a row where he's a double-digit win season at Michigan where they are a legitimate top-five team in college football. Whether he wins the title or not, I don't think he will. We'll kind of get to that later. Or whether he even wins the Big Ten title or not, I'm not sure he will. But I think three seasons in a row of double-digit wins, I think that's going to be enough to get him into the NFL. Last year, he interviewed with the Broncos. He probably gets that job, Nick, if Sean Payton just doesn't get on the horn and say, hey, I want the job. And then... The Vikings kind of slow-played him, but that was kind of weird. But I just think it's going to happen. And he's got a track record in the NFL. He's got success now in college. You can't ignore. He's been knocking on the door. He's got the best quarterback he's had in J.J. McCarthy. Um, I don't know if that, if they have an immediate succession plan after him. It's just it's lining up, and I think yeah. he ends up saying deuces like Corum, and goes to the yeah. NFL. Yeah, there's a lot there. How does this sound? And the, like because they – because he said that thing about having 20 draft picks to Bruce Feldman at Big Ten Media Days. And Feldman went around, he wrote a big piece on it on The Athletic and talked to people about it, and they were like, yeah, he's got, like, a bunch of dudes that are going to get drafted. They have, I think, set, like I think Jim Nagy said they have seven draft draftable linemen, like seven guys that are going to get hard looks at being drafted. You can only play five linemen at a time. So, <laughs> like, they, they definitely have that kind of – roster and it honestly seems like maybe a perfect time for him to bounce yeah well Nagy said yeah it was on um Andy Staples show like hey they they could be Georgia that Georgia record that seemed untouchable yeah with five first round draft picks but um how, how does yeah, this not sound necessarily, like right I, I, Go I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lay out the scenario here Anthony Richardson he he looks great for the first month of the season gets hurt Things spiral out of control. No Jonathan Taylor. But they're able to get some draft capital. Colts think Shane Steichen's a total loser. You know what? You're out. Yeah. It's never a bad time to come home. Jim Harbaugh, come on back. I could see it's either on, on. Indianapolis Colts or Cleveland Browns head coach Jim Harbaugh. Huh? Get McDaniel out of there? I could see – I could see Browns. Deshaun Watson, they've got all that money. Exactly, exactly. Like Good roster. I could see Browns. Good Colts, offensive line. Colts, is, Colts are less Colts likely the, just because Ursay's too too crazy. Like, he's not a little crazy. He's full-on crazy. Imagine so, if Ursay he does anything, he might just bench Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, he's just too crazy. Oh, man. But the Browns, that that's would, a good one you bring up. I could definitely yeah. – yeah, definitely. They like they they would be fringe playoff team this year, but not make it. And then they're like, "All right, Stefanski, you've been great, but time to move on. Bring in yeah. Harbaugh, be a good culture." In the fit, same so. same division as his brother. That's the only reason it wouldn't happen. But that would be no. It that would, would be happen. epic. He they have like a love hate relationship with each other. You know, like oh, that would great. that would be that would be that would be fun because those would be Browns Ravens would be kind of must see games. The Harbaugh Bowl. <laughs> Oh, man. Need to see it to happen. And uh, need to see this question from David, too. Stephen, what we got here? Um, David Decker asks, on the YouTube chat, is anyone else feeling settled that right tackle position is in competition? Are we forgetting how miserable Flax played last season? Or is this coach speak saying they're, quote, unquote, competing? So, 
First and foremost, please keep the YouTube chat going. We're going to be here Monday and Wednesdays at 8 p.m. during the season. Lots of stuff filtering in throughout the week, too, on the YouTube channel around lunchtime. So pay close attention to that. But first, as to the competing point, David, I don't think it's coach speak because the coach speak, it's, it's been happening behind the scenes on them being high on Flax's improvements throughout the season or throughout the offseason, I should say, where they feel like he's actually a pretty good option as a run blocker. It's just the, the pass blocking, it, I, something doesn't click for him there. It hasn't been there. And I think it's the inverse with Ford. Uh, so, but to that point, Luckett, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about, about, about this competition going into the season because not only the schedule – but it's more about I feel good about the other four spots where last year I didn't feel good really about anything up there. We're like I, the, the other four guys, I, I, I think they're going to be able to hold it down from Marcus Cox all the way over to Eli Cox at right guard. Yeah, I agree about the other four. To me, right tackle is a little bit of a layered subject here. Jeremy Flax is a graduate. Like he can get in the portal at any time and go somewhere. So, like, South Carolina just added a guy from UAB who's going to be – who just joined the team this week, and Shane Beamer said he's probably going to play week one. Yeah. So, like, you can <laughs> add start. players. And whether you think Flax is terrible or not, he's six foot five, six foot six, 330 pounds, and has played SEC offensive tackle. If that guy enters the portal, he's going to have lots of options. Yeah. It just and, you're, and then that's just, and then you're toast if somebody gets hurt because there's not. So I yeah. So the, what I'm getting to is I think it was very important to have him like have him feel like he has a legit chance to win this job and linger this battle out in the camp. Now with that said, it does uh, unsettle me somewhat that Cortland Ford just hasn't grabbed the reins and fully taken over this job. It was this time last year, Nick, where we found out David Wallabaugh was going to be the starting right tackle. So, like, this is typically where if you have a position, they just go ahead and say it and give it to somebody. They're not wanting to do that here. So that has me worried. I think with Ford, a lot of it is from a play strength aspect and just not getting blown back, creating firm pockets and being able to do stuff in the run game. Uh, I think it's just a pass setter in general. He's pretty good, but he is – he strength and lower being able to anchor, I think, is an issue for him, or at least it was when I watched him on tape. Uh, and so I think that's probably concerning. And what is he? Is he just a total net negative in the run game? If he is, you have to think about that. So yeah, I think it's concerning that he hasn't taken full control of this job. Um, I think some credit probably goes to Flax for making some strides, but I think it definitely was an issue where they intentionally probably linger this thing out because they didn't want Flax to leave. And so we'll see um, how it shakes out. But, I mean, we're going to find out soon. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. Ball State has a good defensive front. It's a max school, but they are going to be challenged. And we're going to find out quickly if the offensive line has improved on some of the stuff from last year because they're going to see a bunch of stunts and they're going to see a, a competent front that will do some good things. Um, and I, I like Ball State's defense coordinator, Tyler Stockton. He's a young kind of rising coach who will probably be a Power 5 coordinator for too long. And they're going to get challenged week one. So we're going to find out very quickly uh, when they take the field against Ball State. I don't know if the same will be for EKU, uh, 
Uh, but Ball State, the strength of their team is going to be that, that defensive front seven. Um, and so we're going to find out right away, and I expect both of them to play. But you get to Liam Cohen comments on Monday. They want to have eight guys that can play, but they want, don't want to play eight guys. They want to play their yeah. starting five and then have somebody that can go if something goes wrong. So they don't want to have a rotation over there, at least to me. So the fact that they haven't settled on a starter, they're just waiting and seeing. They know they got some runway here. But we're going to find out quickly um, how, what kind of shape they're in at right tackle. Appreciate the question, David. You can get in more on the YouTube chat. We need to get back to our 11 bold takes here on 11 personnel. But first, I need to show off my hat, my swag. And then uh, it's not a bird, it's not a dog, it's a bird dog. And it'll keep you cool even if you're sweating it out in KS office. Bird dogs, the best apparel in the business. Like it, what I like too is um, I did this last night where it came straight from Lexington in my business attire, quote unquote, um, and then just cut grass because the shorts are that comfortable. They look the part, but they feel the part where you, you can get the best of both worlds. So not only do they have the shorts, but they also got great polos. And when you use promo code KSR, you're going to get this hat for free 50. So go online right now, birddogs.com. Upgrade your wardrobe this fall. Add a little versatility to your game. You know, be, be a little bit of Demi uh, Sumo Karmbe, right? Play a little receiver. Play a little running back. Rock Bird Dogs this fall at Kroger Field and use promo code KSR when you do it. And they're going to hook you up with a free hat. Love our friends over at Bird Dogs. Love our friends at Bird Dogs. What I do not love is Dabo Swinney. It's been really nice to have Dabo out of the picture the last couple of years because they just they haven't been nationally relevant. Um, once the DJU disaster happened, he had that opener where he was seeing ghosts against Georgia, and it really hasn't been the same. So we haven't really had to deal with Dabo the last two years. You might get him doing something really stupid on TikTok every once in a while or doing the, oh, six, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, he, he is my least favorite person in college football. He's, he's like a, a gemstone uh, come to life in the form of college football coach. And you know what? He's going to be back on his bullshit this year, Luckett, and I'm not looking forward to it because Cade Klubnick is a good quarterback, and Dabo finally got out of his own stupid way he still hasn't fully embraced the portal, but he he got out of just promoting his own guys. We talked about it last week in our win totals. Not all those guys were winners that he was promoting from within. As soon as they go elsewhere, they fail. Well, he went out. He got a winner from TCU, and now I can't think of the dude's name. It was the other Riley. Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley. Garrett. Yeah. yeah. And I, I that's going to work. That's going to work with Klubnik there. I still am not sure – if their weapons on the outside are, like, game-changing, uh, they can win the national title weapons, right? Like, that they're the Mike Williamses of the world. But uh, with Shipley back there, he's dynamic enough. Uh, I, I, they've got enough there that I think they're going to be steady. They're going to win the ACC. They're going to be the fourth playoff spot. They're probably going to lose the first round. But we're going to have to here on game day. Well, Clemson, you got to watch out for Clemson. Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. While they just kick ass through a bullshit conference that's no good. They don't play real football. It's going to it's gonna drive me nuts, like it. And I'm sorry for my language, but it's hotter than hell up here, and Dabo's making me curse. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think Clemson's winning the ACC. I think Clemson's going to make the playoff. I think you're 
you'll see them probably get beat pretty handily. I would yeah. say in the in the playoff, but they're gonna make it. Uh, yeah, I like the. I think the Garrett Riley hire is just gonna work. It just makes sense, yeah. man. I mean, it's what yeah. Klubnik did in Texas. They've got the pieces to run it. Um, mm-hmm. The O line is good. The receivers are going like they've got enough recruiting ones out there at receiver where they're gonna step up. They had uh, one receiver number zero, I believe it's Antoine Williams is his name, uh, Antonio Williams. Yeah, um, had a really guy. good true freshman. Uh, not super big, but he had he was. There's a big guy that got one. hurt, a little banged up. He's like six. They four. had big dude. Um, well, they had Bo Collins who played with with uh, DJU out in California at Pierce High, Pierce Clarkson's high school. They got Anna, Adam Randall got hurt early in the year. People really like. They also had Ngata, but he he's gone. Um, he was kind of a big guy on the outside. But it, anyway, it, it doesn't. It's not super important. They've got two right. good backs with Shipley and uh, Phil Moffa, and I just think they're gonna they're gonna put up points. The defense should be pretty good. They should win that league. I think. I think they'll beat Florida yep. State twice. I do think they'll make the playoff. And you're right. We'll have to hear the. Da- I mean, the Dabo stick. They'll have college game day. will probably go to Clemson when they host Florida State at the end of September, and Clemson will win that game, and that the, the hype will start then. Um, but for me, it's just how how high can that offense get? Because I think Club Nick Nick can be a high, legitimate Heisman Trophy contender. Uh, if he had like, if you pulled up Max Duggan's stats, and if, you, if that's just what happened at Clemson, but it was K Club Nick wearing the tiger paw on his. Oh head, yeah, it, people are gonna fall for it. Now it's it, it'll so, be a little bit different. We'll see what everybody else does. But, yeah, right, we'll see right. what everyone else does. But yeah, I could just you could see that. He'll be on those see lists. That happening. Yeah. It and one of my favorite plays week one, it's gonna be on my card, is they're going to Duke and they're a twelve point favorite. You know, a lot of people are high on Duke because they had this good year last year, but how much uh-huh. was it of the schedule? You know, Riley Leonard's an NFL prospect at quarterback, but I think that's gonna be a message game. Clemson's gonna go in there and win that probably forty two to twenty. And it's gonna yeah. be like, Oh, this offense is a problem. They threw for two seventy and ran for two forty. And that's, I think it's going to be like that all year in the ACC for them. And then a team and they get a couple of and they get, I love they get a couple of revenge spots. Notre Dame and South Carolina they lost to last year. That's two revenge mm-hmm. spots. They'll host Notre Dame. They go to South Carolina. I think they'll avenge both those losses. Like twelve and zero is a real possibility. And I think that's an exotic you could look up um, and get some plus odds on. And I think it, that that that'd be worth something. I definitely could see that hitting. It's probably it's going to be better odds too than just winning the conference. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and check that out. I, I'm going to be interested in that team total week one too. Like it, like if it's in, yeah. if it's 35, it, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take 35 or more. Um, another team that's getting a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks. I've just noticed it on the, in my college football following. Penn State's getting a lot of buzz. Are you are you buzzing like a B two like it? I am. I think Penn State won the Big Ten for the first time since 2016, and Penn State will make the college football playoff. For the first time ever. So you're 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 all in on the Drew R train. Drinking some Drew R Kool-Aid, but it's not just that. I think you look at this roster overall. I mean, it is a really, really strong roster. The starting lineup is as good as anyone in college football. Nick Singleton's a stud tailback. Chop Robinson's one of the best pass rushers in college football. Olu Fashanu Fashunu, uh, haven't yet got the pronunciation down. He's probably gonna be the number one tackle off the board in the NFL draft. They've just got Dudes and Nick, we've been familiar with Drew Alar for a long time. 
uh, he when he emerged, like Kentucky was right there in in that recruitment, very involved, and then he blew up and it got what it was. Uh, but I think he's got some potential, some big time star potential. Uh, even if he's not a super duper star, I still think they can get to eleven and one. They go to Ohio State's going to be tough, but they host Michigan. I like them in every other game on their schedule. I think it could work out where they could get the tiebreakers potentially, and I think they find they, they break through, they win that division, and they go to the playoff. Yeah, and really the only response I have is just, I mean, it's it's a lot of dudes for Michigan too. I mean, and it's going to come down to who do you trust more and who's healthy. A lot of it's just like who's healthy yeah. when these games come up. Because, like, Michigan was not the same team without Blake Corum late in the year. I mean, they got by mm-hmm. the skin of their teeth um, in a couple of those games without him. So Illinois like, almost got him in the big house, yeah. I mean, yeah, like it was it was right there. We were I was watching that game in the Krogerfield press box and it was there for the taking with Illinois. But um I, I think that's what I'm fascinated by too, like it, and this is a further down the line, like Big Ten's been so uneven for so long. Or at least the SEC you've had um some guys at the top of the divisions, but like having Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State just it, it it's been tough for them. So I'm curious how it's all going to play out once you get rid of divisions, yet throw UCLA, USC in the mix there. So uh, I, I don't like James Franklin, so I don't want to see him succeed. But it does feel like, you know, he, he's in his wheelhouse and he's going to cash in at some point after all this recruiting. Yeah, they've been, um, knocking, they've been knocking on the door of their leadership program. Right. But that Michigan-Penn State game, why it could be more fun than usual is because McCarthy – and Aller are two first-round dudes at quarterback. Like, those are guys you could project to start games in the NFL. And so if they're hitting, that could be a fun yeah. game a lot up, of fun. Uh, up there. And it's not. It's going to be a big noon kickoff because they want that game at noon, so it's not going to get the whiteout treatment. So that's good if you're Michigan. Yeah. Uh, but that's going that's one of the more underrated, I think, games of the season. And I think we could, it could be a matchup where it's potentially undefeated versus undefeated in just a huge game up there in State College. One team that I want to be less rated, um, they're being too overrated, it's the stupid volunteers at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, I, I know that I've mentioned it quite a bit up to this point, but I just – you have to have a lot of faith in Josh Heupel. And – You're having a tough time with this. <laughs> I, I am. I am. And I know some of it is definitely going to be personal. but And they're, they're going to beat the brakes off of Virginia next week. It's going to get really ugly. But Tennessee, they, they, they don't just strike a crawl in Kentucky fans. You think Nick Saban took that loss well last year? I mean, there's this schedule is not going to be kind to them. Uh, and they're going to be leaning heavily – on Joe Milton. And the other part of this, too, is that to this point, Josh Heupel has been hes been playing with house money at this point. He's exceeded all sort of expectations. He hasn't, he hasn't had many swings and misses. Exactly. So at the first sign of a crack in that foundation, this thing could crumble just like that. Because I know, I know they like Squirrel and they like Brew McCoy, but it's not Cedric Tillman. It's not Jalen Hyatt. I don't know if you all paid any attention to what Jalen Hyatt's done in the preseason. The dude's pretty damn good. Hendon Hooker did everything and then some for them. And I just want to remind you, like, 
Scott Frost and Josh Heupel are not the same, but Josh Heupel has not been a home run everywhere he's been, okay? Do you remember what happened in the second half of that game at Missouri, Bucket? How many first downs did they get when Josh Heupel was calling plays with future NFL starter Drew Lockett quarterback? That would be zero. That would be zero. So, like, it's not like he's just God's gift to football. Ask Bob. That's why he's so pissed off at Oklahoma. Like, this guy is not infallible. So, to act like Tennessee somehow is because they've got some dude who can throw the ball 80 yards. How many times is Joe Milton going to throw the football 80 yards in a football game? Like, I, so I, I know that I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, and some of this is me just trying to speak it into an existence like I'm LeVar Ball over here. But, like, I, I don't think I'm crazy here. This is – this is not going to be a walk in the park for the Volunteers. And I really, I really think Brad White's got something up his sleeve for him. I, I think, as Michael Jordan uh, infamous, you know, he's, he's taking that personally. So I really hope the, the Vols are going to fall flat this season and some of it's at Kentucky's expense. Yeah, a couple things here. Number one, I do think you just kind of give – you have to give Hypo a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here right now because people really haven't figured out his offense. The one person – or one team to do it has been Georgia, but that's only because of their defensive line. Like That's only because they're able to out-talent them specifically and play man coverage on the outside and stop the run. And so, like you mentioned, the loss of receiver, it, it's not going to really – like those receivers are just going to put up numbers. It's got, you kind of have to look at it like Mike Leach quarterbacks where, man, they had a receiver of 60 catches, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. Wow, this guy must be really good. Well, or he's just wide open all the time because of the scheme. They're just running vertical choice routes and where he's either bending it inside or running it to the sideline deep based off the coverage. And so you kind of have to remember that. You know, there was – like, Hyatt won the Bolitnikoff, but he wasn't the best receiver in college football last year. I mean, everybody, I think, knows it was Marvin Harrison Jr., but you, could, you couldn't deny the numbers um, because they were just so ridiculous. The thing with Tennessee, and I've always talked about it, is we have a long track record of Hypel running this scheme, and we've got it. He's done it with good quarterbacks, Drew Locke, Dylan Gabriel, Joe Milton, and, and, and Hooker. No, and then if you even go back to the Baylor offenses with Art Brylsnick, no one ran it like like Hooker. When you look at the completion percentage and his depth, average depth of target, he was averaging over 10, 11 yards to throw. So that means he was throwing it deep a lot. And his completion percentage was high 60s into the 70s a lot of last year. If he's doing that, there's just not much you can do. Now, I don't think that's sustainable. Well, yeah. I think you're going to see a big drop because at UCF, Gabriel was in the high 50s. At Missouri, Locke was in the high 50s. And I think Milton's probably going to be in the mid to high 50s. So what does that look like when there's a lot more incompletions in a stretched-out SEC season? That's the question to me. But Ooh. you do have to give them a benefit of the doubt. And they're a team. You just have to know going in, you've got to go score 35 points to win this game. You're not going and beating them 24-20. to 20. So you have to know that they're going to be one of the best offenses, scoring offenses in the country. But I don't think they're going to be infallible. But I want to see them without Hooker. What does it look like with Milton? What does it look like with this, um, the volleyball player? And so that's how I really want to judge it is on this year. I think this is going to be a big year for what, at least my, my kind of thoughts on Hypo. But I do think he's earned some benefit of the doubt, and they're going to go score points. 
but ha are they going to be like 50 points a game points, or is it going to be down 37-36 where they're going to have games where they're maybe a disappointing 27 points, and then you can go and beat them because they do leave their defense hanging out to dry. And that's, that's not – I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, they are susceptible to get beat and to get boat race potentially like we saw against South Carolina because of their style of play if the offense isn't cooking. And I think that could happen maybe a little bit more often, but we have to see it. And I mean, if Hooker goes out here and it's complete 67% of his passes, there's not much There's not much you can do. Heupel is the, he would be kind of the king of college football. But we'll see if they, the, the game finds a way to humble yeah. people usually, and we'll see yeah. if that happens. Uh, I, it's not going to completely show itself at Florida, but when the Roadrunners of UTSA come to town, it's going to be a little bit of scare. And then A&M at home at Alabama, Kentucky. They're winning any of them. Losers. Get them out of here. You mentioned def big defensive lines. They can put pressure on a rebuilding offensive line. They lost a lot up there, including Darnell Wright, one of the best offensive tackles of football, future first-round draft pick. I think I know a guy or two on that Kentucky defensive line. They can cause some problems. We'll get to more of that later. But look, at first, let's go down to Houston where Dana Holgerson's hair is flying in the wind. I want to kind of run through Holgerson's tenure at Houston, and then we can kind of explain why. Nick, back in 2019, he inherited a team that had Greg Ward, um, and a few uh, Ed, Ed Oliver, and some other NFL players. Tom Herman, they left to Texas. Like, I don't know if you remember, they did, like, the like college football tanking. Yeah. They played four games. They lost a few few games a bunch of guys redshirted and left so they Derek were totally King one of them correct yeah yeah Derek yeah. King was a quarterback not Greg Ward at quarterback Derek King is what I meant sorry about yeah. that um and so that happens in the COVID year COVID year happens he bounces back in 2021 and has a great season they want they lose their first game one rip off 11 in a row play Cincinnati for the American title um the Cincinnati playoff team then go and beat Auburn in a bowl game great year for Houston get into the big 12 a lot of momentum they go eight and five last year. Disappointing eight and five. Um, Clayton Toon and um, Tank yeah, Dell were yeah. on that offense. They're going to be they're going to be on NFL rosters here in a couple weeks. And then you look, they lost a lot in the portal. Alton McCaskill was a young tailback that was really a lot of people liked. He went to Colorado with Dion. Um, Cameron Johnson was an All Conference guard. He's at Missouri. Um, and there's a few others sprinkled in there. And so you add all that together, they're going in the Big 12. Like, I, I just don't think things are going well here. Now, they gave him an extension after the 2021 season. I believe the, the buyout is projected right around like 15, 16, 17 million. But they have Tillman Fertitta, who's worth billions, and who, who will pay it if it gets bad enough. And I think it could get bad enough. I mean, you look at the start – they could lose week like UTSA. You just mentioned they get them at home week one. They could lose that one. Uh, TCU at home week three. They could lose that, and then they go to Texas Tech week five. That could be a loss. And they come off the bye and they host West Virginia on a Thursday night in October. I believe October twelfth, and it would be sweet justice for West Virginia because Dana Holgerson used to be a head coach there. If Neil Brown and them go in there, knock off Houston on the road, and then they fire. Hogerson the next day. I, I mean, I could just see it happening. Like, this screams kind of a 4-8 and eight season, and I don't know if he survives the third losing season in five years at Houston. 
Um, they well, had the one twelve and two year, but it's it's going to be different here in the Big Twelve, and this is a job could get a lot of high quality candidates because the Big Twelve is on safer footing now. It's on ESPN. Houston is kind of a recruiting middle sleeper. of Texas. State of Texas we're, yeah. we're seeing all right. We're seeing what UCF is doing with some momentum and some like stability with Gus. They could go and get their kind of Gus smells on and raise their recruiting ceiling, and then go and make some noise in the Big Twelve. And so I don't think Houston is going to be fine, cool with just three losing seasons in five years. Holgerson's recruiting has been pretty bad there. Now he's he's getting out in front of all of this and saying it's going to be really hard. We're going to take bumps. We got to commit financially, yada yada yada. But I, I don't know if that's going to end up saving him. I can just see them wanting to move on um, because who, the results really just haven't been there. So who goes first, him or his West Virginia predecessor? Touchdown, well, Neil Brown. In this in this theory, I think was Neil outlast him. The problem with Brown at three weeks. (laughs) Problem with Brown at West Virginia, like I think he could go six and six and still get fired. Yeah, he can make a bowl game. They got a new AD there. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at their recruiting class, Nick, which a lot of times can give you your answer of what's going to happen. Their recruiting class is really bad. They don't have a player ranked inside the top six hundred, and they've got like twenty two commits. That's very, very, that's very, very bad for any Power Five program, no matter what conference you're in. Uh, that's sub fifty recruiting, and that's not that West Virginia should not be around. It they should be kind of a top thirty five recruiting operation. So that's that's not that's no bueno. That's not good. Yeah, they've got eleven Power Conference games. I mean, he's really in no man's land. But he's even back to Troy, and even at West Virginia, they've been. A, kind of a stingy dog. They've been able to pull out some wins on in the road when you didn't think they they would. They were able to beat Oklahoma at home last year when you thought he was kind of dead to rights. And so we'll see. But I, I do think just, you know, college football, and that's how you build kind of rivalries or memorable moments like in these conferences. Houston hired Holgerson, West Virginia's coach, and now you have a chance to – they could have a chance to send him, send him home. <laughs> and so I oh, could definitely see great. that playing out. But I really don't I, don't. I just don't think they're they're going to be cool because this was the school that fired Major Applewhite for having two winning seasons in a row. I, I don't think they're going to be cool with having a third losing season in five years. And this job has some real value. Like there's going to mm-hmm. they'll have legitimate candidates that will want this job, and I, I could see them definitely wanting to move on. Dan Mullen, Houston head coach, make it happen. Oh, that could be interesting. Um... But not as exciting as the thrill of trying to get tickets at the last minute. You're not sure if you can. You always can with the Game Time app. It's the best way to purchase last minute tickets to whatever event is out there. Uh, I, I got our room for Georgia like it. Uh, I have a feeling that we ticket did. will be very pricey down there in Athens. But you're always going to be able to find one with the Game Time app. And the best part is it can happen so fast, so efficiently. Two clicks, bada boom, bada bam. They're right there on your phone. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the world, the universe, the entire universe, because it's so convenient, it's so easy to use. You can see where your seats are going to be. And they've got tickets to all your events, not just your college football games. But they got a big race at Saratoga this weekend. Trevor Stakes, you're up in upstate New York, bada boom, bada bam. Get in there. Uh, preseason NFL football, whatever it may be, Game Time has you covered. Go to Game Time 
Co.co or download the Game Time app. Put in promo code KSR. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. $20 off. It's a deal that's too good to be true. Download the Game Time app today. Promo code KSR. $20 off your first purchase. Uh, Luck it. Any restaurant wrecks, Commerce, Georgia. Yeah. Me and yeah. Nick are all ears. Yeah. We're, we got a Chick fil A within walking distance. So. <laughs> There you go. Um, just, just can't go on Sundays. But That'll Commerce, be the breakfast. Georgia, instead of old Athens. Uh, yeah, a lot of people got Cathins. to do the Commerce thing. Yeah. You, you giving up uh, Cathens now? Cat la, la, Lathens. Cat, Cat City. Get- Cathens. <laughs> um, I got some Kentucky takes, though. Here's uh, – we, we, I think this team, it, they haven't been great at actually c- creating turnovers, creating havoc plays. And even though they're replacing two cornerbacks, I think this team, bold take, most interceptions of the Mark Stoops era. The leader, can you name the team that was the leader in interceptions like it? 2020. COVID year, in in only 11 games, they had 16 interceptions, which is crazy. But a lot of those were courtesy of Jared Garantano, uh, just throwing the ball directly into the numbers of the Kentucky defenders. But the way that they're going to be able to confuse teams with personnel packages, guys like Alex Afari that can play a Sam linebacker but also drop back into coverage yeah, with experienced safeties at multiple positions. And and also athletic guy like Deere Jackson, he's not an athlete in space, but the dude's got a nose for the ball out there. He gets hands on passes. Uh, Trevin Wallace is a great athlete. I think his team's going to have a ton of interceptions. Maxwell Harrison – he had a ton this spring. I think he's sneaky sticky. And the way that Devin Leary has forced this team in this secondary to take up their game a notch, I, I think we're going to see a lot of interceptions this fall. Like it. Yeah, they're due, I would say. They're due for a plus 12 turnover margin. Mm-hmm. You get that with one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, that combo, that could lead to some really good things yeah. potentially. So we'll we'll see. They ball production has just been a thing for me. Like making yeah. the plays when they're there. Like when the ball's there, go catch do it, it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go make make it's, the play, make the grab, make the plays. We, we did the list list of cups episode where they mentioned Madden. How many times have you heard Kirk or who was it that would make the same? That's why he's not a receiver. Uh, yeah. Was it uh, Pat Summerall? But I, I don't remember if it was that or if it was actually – because didn't they have Corso in the booth for those early college football games with Herb Street? Or yeah, I, I think it was – yeah, I think that's what you're thinking of. That's yeah, why I think, receiver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was cool. They had – it was – Nestler. It, was it Brad Herb Nestler Street with them? N- yeah, Nestler was, was Nestler, the, Herbie, the and play, uh, yeah. Corso. Yeah. I'm wondering what they'll do for the new game. Like, who will be the announcers? I mean, they got to get Herbie and Fowler, I would think. I would assume I mean, so, yeah. If it's Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson, I'm gonna lose my damn mind. I cannot hear Joel Klatt just Big Tim, like that's all he that comes out of his mouth. That dude cannot say one critical thing. And I know people love Gus. Gus is not a college football announcer. He's just not. Like I, that, you're, 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 stop trying to make fetch happen. Go back to March Madness, Gus, where you belong. Wow, I, I did not ha- have uh, Roush going at Gus Johnson. On I have, my 11 I, I have very strong. 
a very strong uh, announcer takes, and it, it's it's. So you're I, not happy with the fo- the number one Fox crew? No. And the, the All American Girl, Jenny Dell. It's like he's freaking John Rothstein up there. Give it a freaking break. Get out of here. Did noon, we? Too. Did we talk about the announcing teams on here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we somewhere. Over the rainbow, we have. I don't, maybe on the board. We've talked about it at <laughs> so, some point. Somewhere, somewhere on the YouTube, the you YouTube tell. space. I'm running out of gas, like it. We're we're just we're just firing takes off now. You want some bold takes? Pew pew pew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like Fox is in bed with the ESPN, or Fox is in bed with the Big Ten. You're, they're going to get some pro Big Ten calls. I mean. God bless him. Peter Burns will just like he doesn't think any other conference exists. So I mean, oh, yeah. it is what it oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure it, we're the shoe get, works on the other foot. Yeah. I'm sure we're gonna get some pro uh, ESP, SEC ESPN calls here pretty soon. Uh-huh. And I am interested about that, Nick, because we saw it a little last year. Because Herb Street called a fair amount of SEC games, and he typically did not do that in past Kentucky, Tennessee. He mm-hmm. called South Carolina, Tennessee. Um, there were a couple others he called on, like, the ESPN main time game. They just put someone else on ABC, and he went and did SEC. So I'll be game. interested to see if that happens this year, if he just calls a lot, a lot, a lot more of those SEC on ESPN in games. The I, I actually like the Tim Brando calling the random late-night FS1 game. In the Big Twelve, I didn't see than, him on their uh, their brought their announcer list, so I don't know if he's doing that for the. He's he's, he's been a big take guy on Twitter lately, so I'm I'm worried they, he's just Benetti like. Benetti and Heward is a, Benetti and Heward's a good yes, team on Fox. They're, yeah, they're very good. Well, and my my just big thing is I want to, I like when I can learn something from the people who are calling the game, and Joe Clatt doesn't make me feel smarter about college football. It's just like how this guy is so great. Like I you. Opening week, they're going to – it's not going to be – it's on CBS. But, like, I mean, imagine them trying to sell me on Indiana, somebody from Indiana. Cause you- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. No, they would, right? Forget who their Big Ten noon game is. It's a good one, too. Um, their first game is Colorado TCU. That's big noon Saturday week one. That's what we'll have on the iPad in the press box, at least for the first quarter. And then we'll see. Ohio where State, goes. Indiana. I, I, I'm looking forward to the internet bullying CBS to Bolivia for having Ohio State, Indiana to open up their Big Ten coverage. Uh, love seeing the internet just universally pan the Florida Netflix doc. I just, like, I don't need them. I don't need anything like. Here's how great Florida was. Like, oh, more Urban Meyer. And you know what it is? I think it's part of just, like, Urban Meyer is the worst human on television. Like, just, like, I, I just can't – I can't I, – I, I just don't like hearing Urban Meyer on TV because 
he just he's so disingenuous so like the fact that netflix is just like here we go we're going to talk about how great you are at florida like no i want i want to know the bad things like i i want i want to hear the bad stuff that wasn't there instead it was just talking about how great it was so I don't have much free time. I'm going to be watching Week Zero this week, so I'm not going to be watching Swamp Dogs or whatever the hell that stupid show is. I don't Swamp need more Tim. I don't need Tim Tebow, and I don't need Urban Meyer on my screen. But what I do need is your Dion Walker take, Adam Luckett. We got to get the train back on the tracks. So uh, I don't know if you 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 probably haven't gotten the chance, but like the effusive praise from Brad White tonight about Dion Walker, uh, his words were he's like a light. When he's on, it lights the whole room up. Uh, so, Dion Walker, the expectations are high if he's bringing it on a consistent basis. Anwar Stewart said he's being a gnat in order to make sure that Dion is always on his A game. So, lucky, let's hear your Dion Walker take if this gnat is drawn to a light. Nick, I have to say, the chat is wondering if you're okay. You just seem like you're full of, filled with rage tonight. I'm just unhinged. Heat aggression up there in the office? What's going on? We, we, the heat forces us to move the kickoff back to 8 p.m. like all the high school games. <laughs> so we're, we're getting a little fast and loose. We're going to have to go back and check the tape and reevaluate. But as I meant, like, we're moving to 8. So it's going to be a little bit different. And right now I'm, I'm doing radio at 8 a.m. and shows <laughs> at 8 p.m. So uh, things are going to get a little bit crazy here on the YouTube chat yeah. uh, here, here, here to start off this football season. Chaka Cummings, bruh, he about to lose the rest of his hair. <laughs> La- crying laughing emoji. We have Nick Grouch today, Matt G. Nick Grouch, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um. Nick Grouch today from JMB's. <laughs> Man, you just firing people up today. Uh, Fired up. Dion Walker, I think he could be an All American this year. There's no doubt, no doubt about it. What he did last year was pretty special as a true freshman. Played multiple positions. I believe he led the team or was second in the team in pressures. He was the best pass rusher. He was a force against the run, and he did it throughout the season. Like what? What really stood out to me where I was like, Deion Walker, man, he might be really like special, was not necessarily that big play at Florida. It was mm-hmm. when they went and played Ole Miss and that tempo team, and he played like 50-something snaps and played well through all four quarters. Like I was like, this dude can go a little bit. Yeah, and, and so I think he can just have, he's just going to have a special season. Um, they're, they're moving him around. That's going to be a big thing. He can He's a two-way player. He's going to impact the run. He can influence pockets. He can get after the quarterback. And he's a guy, like, when you talk about the who can wreck Tennessee game plans, it's players like Deion Walker. And so I think he, he a huge, huge season is coming for him. And when we make the next draft trip, Nick, KSR draft trip, it's probably going to be following Deion. I just – I love the chat right now. Not to distract from Deion <laughs> Walker take, but – Steam is coming out of somewhere. It's definitely not his ears. Um, that's one thing. Uh, if you, if, if I look at a certain angle, I do not have ears sticking out. Uh, ooh, heck yeah, Roush. Uh, John says 25% of this podcast is Grouch complaining about things. I like Grouch. Uh, Nicholas the Grouch coming out to, to play. But here's one thing I will get fired up about. To piggyback off your Dion Walker take, I'm – I mentioned it earlier in the summer, but I'm very high on Jamarius Dinkins and Khalil Saunders. I think they're going to be the guys that third down's going to happen, everybody's going to be watching number zero, and then there's going to be a sack, and then you're looking down at your program to figure out 
who's 95? Who's 92? And it's Dinkins, the spider, and Quill Saunders. Uh, Dinkins, he's got, I mean, he's what, like six foot five, 260 pounds playing nose. So he's really big. He's really long. He's got a lot of juice in the pass rush. He could create some havoc. So you can have a scenario where you have Dinkins and Walker and Saunders. You can kind of just mess with them where pre-snap, the offensive line doesn't know where Dion's going to line up. And that's going to create some confusion up there. And then those other guys take advantage. Or they slide everybody. Everybody starts paying attention to them. Uh, Anwar Stewart called Khalil Saunders his X factor on this defensive line. I've just, I'm really high on those guys. And if you, if there's some players out there where you're like, I feel like we know everybody. These are some guys further down on the roster that I think are going to make a serious, serious impact on the pass rush this fall. I think there's some strength in numbers with that defensive line. They've got a lot of guys who've played football and played in big moments and some high leverage situations. A lot of good quality depth there. They're going to have a nice rotation, and you're right. Dion Walker can create opportunities um, for everyone else. It's like when you got a basketball guy who's really good off the bounce, can get into the paint, draw and suck in defenses, and then you're going to get – Open shooters are going to have wide open looks. I think this is going to happen a lot for defense alignment around Walker. They're going to have winnable situations, and they got to capitalize. And right, it's been a while since we've seen a defense just kind of swarm and make a bunch of sacks. I mean, all the way back to 2019, uh, really was the last time we really saw that. And they're due because um, it's got to be more than one. It, like Deal yeah. Walker is going to wreak havoc, but we saw Josh Pascal wreak a bunch of havoc. Well, it was like top five, I believe, in the SEC in pressures in 2021, but the sacks didn't follow because no one else was um, really helping him out a lot of the year. They need they need some more consistency around him. They've got a veteran room, an experienced room, a capable room with a lot of quality players. And the password, it needs to come. This needs to be the year. So um, I definitely believe it could come, but we got to see it. The, the other player that um, you're going to hear a lot from is – one Anthony Brown at wide receiver, true freshman. He's really the only freshman that I think is going to be a part of the rotation this fall after you had such a big year from a lot of guys out there. Um, but Brown, he's going to be a player for the Cats. Uh, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But here's the thing. Normally, we spend about the last 15 minutes of the pod talking about our picks for the upcoming week. We're just going to break off that part of the show. That's just going to be Friday. So Friday at lunchtime. Throughout the year, you're going to get some 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 picks, a weekend preview. I don't know, pigskin preview. What are we going to call it? Something like the along those lines. And if you're a member of KSR Plus, uh, we're also going to have our own pick'em league um, with some nice prizes. I think from our friends at Bird Dog. Some more details are going to be announced on that later this week on KS Board. So keep in lock for that. Uh, but we're not doing that now. Week zero is here. Look it, we get to make real bets. We're going to make, get to make real bets. And people forget that Rich Rod is a FBS football coach once again. Jacksonville State was pretty good for him in his first year back as a head coach after that weird ending in Arizona, a very awkward finish too with his kid in hand. But uh, they're dogs. Dogs are howling. The bird dogs are howling. Give me Jacksonville State plus one in the opener uh, against UTEP. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. I, I looked at that. Uh, Rich Rod, 
Rich Watson for West Virginia potentially. If Jacksonville well, State nostalgia. gets out to seven and two, eight and two, there's going to be, I would say, um, I'm sure Louisville's got the bring Brom home guy. I'm sure there's the bring Rich Rod home guy well, in West Virginia somewhere. Shiano at Rutgers, and, and here's the other thing too. Look at Godfrey's already dropping that around, so you know it's there's something to it. Um, yeah, I I yeah. definitely think that's going to get ramped up there. Yeah. For me, I'm starting with the big one. It's Notre Dame, Navy, start the day off over in Ireland. Notre Dame, if you've forgotten, they Sam Hartman's their quarterback. The guy at Wake Forest who threw for a gazillion yards, was one of the better college football quarterbacks the last few years. It's going to be a scheme change at Notre Dame. But this is a matchup where Notre Dame's familiar with Navy, so the option is not really going to catch them by surprise. Navy – Fire Ken Niamatololo, but they're keeping the option. And Brian Newberry's going to be the new head coach. But Hartman's first game, Jerry Parker, former Kentucky receiver, his first game at offense coordinator. I think they're one of, I think they're going to come out fast and hit Navy early. I like Notre Dame first quarter, minus six and a half. Get that opening script touchdown. Get a couple stops. Maybe even get in position for a second score. I could definitely see them getting out to a 10, 14 nothing lead here early. And so I like Notre Dame. I don't want to lay the full number for the game, but I do like first quarter, minus six and a half. Um, I didn't know, too, the full story behind week zero. Like, I mean, I remember the first big week zero, Florida-Miami yeah, sort believe of deal. Godfrey also reported that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like Post. part of it was the, the waivers to go across these. But I knew some of it had to do with Hawaii. Like, Hawaii can get the extra mm-hmm. one because, like, their travel schedule is just tough. So, Hawaii at Vandy's happening week one. I didn't realize that any team that plays Hawaii at all can play week zero. So, that's where we get a lot of these matchups. Um, it was really interesting yeah. stuff by Godfrey. He had it in the Washington Post. And I believe that was a free article. Uh, the other thing was, and, like, FCS teams that want some exposure, mm-hmm. uh, they can get and, it on as well. And, I mean, essentially a money thing. ESPN – for the 150th year in 2019, mm-hmm. they asked Miami and Florida to move up. So that happened. And then they created this Ireland game. So if you're going to Ireland, they say the benefit of going to Ireland is you, you get an extra buy. Mm-hmm. Nebraska-Illinois was supposed to be the first one in 2021, but COVID. So they right. let them play that game at home. And then last year was Nebraska and Northwestern, this year's Notre Dame, and Navy, and next year it's, I think, another Big Ten team. Two Big Ten teams are going over there. Um, so you so you get that. And then there was talk or buzz that they tried to get Colorado and Arizona State to move up this T- year. Colorado TCU, yeah, which would have been awesome. No, it was, Imagine that this it week. Was, it was Colorado-Arizona State because I think it was going to be an ESPN game. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. But the both the schools turned it down, which is unfortunate because that's all this weekend needed. Yeah, needed if, a bigger game. If Colorado was going to Arizona State, people wouldn't be complaining because you would get Notre Dame, a big brand, and then at night you would have two Power Five games, and it would get and it was Dion. So everybody yeah. in the college, any type of college football space, would have been glued to the couch to watch that game. So disappointing that we didn't get that, but we still get some football, and I'm going to watch yeah. the heck out of it. Yeah, I'm going to lay the six and a half with Jerry Kill in that ESPN primetime. New Mexico State in primetime, minus six and a half. Let's ride. 
Let's ride. Where's that game? Is that game at UMass or in in Las Cruces? At Las Cruces. Which Las Cruces? Do you remember the story about the tree that was growing from the stands? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was some that. Jerry Kill never would have thought, but he he <laughs> might get a little something going there. How hot is it going to be there? How many times do we see his tattoo during the broadcast? Three. I mean, it's going to be a yeah. lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What else can yeah. they talk got, about? He got a well. I forget what the bowl game was too. It was a very hilariously named bowl. It was game the too. what the Motor City Bowl, what uh, Little Caesars or whatever the one's called <laughs> up in Detroit now. Oh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Uh, you got any other final plays before we get out of here? Yeah, I got I got two more here. Ohio plus two and a half at San Diego State. I believe this is a three thirty game on CBS Sports Network. Curtis Rourke is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the country. Uh, he's got a chance to be the best quarterback in the group of five. Ohio was really good last year. I like them again. San Diego State is kind of going the wrong direction on Brady Hoke. I like getting points with the Bobcats there. Uh, I think they're going to win outright, and then. The third one is Vanderbilt, Hawaii. I'm going with the team total, Vanderbilt. Team total is 36 and a half. I'm going over for the Commodores. If again, practice, false practice reports down in Nashville was excited about AJ Swan. Really excited about these receivers. Will Shepard, they think, could be one of the better receivers in the SEC. Offensive line is improved. They don't know about tailback, but they're going. They think they're going to be able to throw the football around the yard. Um, defense is a worry, but. They played Hawaii last year, Nick, dropped 63 points on them. Um, in all their G5 games, they scored over 36.5 points last year. Um, and I think the offense is going to be improved this year. So I think Swan's going to have a big day. I think they I think they get to 40 fairly easily um, on, on Saturday night. And that's another game. I think it's going to be 99 at kickoff down there in Nashville. So that's going to be a scorcher. Uh, but I think Vandy's passing game has a big day, and they – they put some points up on the board, and what should be an easy win for them. So give me the over Vanderbilt thirty six and a half, along with Ohio plus two and a half, and Notre Dame first quarter minus six and a half. There you have it, folks. Um, I'm going to put together a parlay for every game too, because like, what's the point of having only eight football games if you can't put together eight teamers? So we'll share our picks on KS Forward. Enjoy the opening week of college football. It's not great, but it's college football, baby. And next week we'll be back right. getting you ready. For Kentucky versus Ball State, for Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. This has been 11 Personnel, presented by Monticello Bank. Go Cats and go Kroger. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.